0: So, Terence Malik, There you go. That's a. He's made some really weird films. I don't know if they're bad. They're just weird films. Egg, I need I need the cinephile market as well. We can't be relying on the comedy. Because it's done wonders for our career.
1: Whoa, guy.
2: And Egg White. Um, what have you been up to, you little rascal? I've just been busy. Been you, you little scamp. Egg White. What's the subject for this week? Have you ever seen a, like a recent movie trailer? you know in the last 5 years what is the point of movie trailers because you basically watch it and you know exactly what's going on in the film it's just like well I'm not I'll, I don't need to go and see it now because they've given away the twist it's almost like we we've reverted back to the state where where people don't want to go go to the cinema and don't get me wrong going to the cinema is quite a big investment these days especially with you know cost of living and everything else but, but it's not people... actually the view cinema you can get 10 pound tickets that's not bad yeah, but t- 10, ten pounds a ticket is still quite a lot, especially if you, yeah. your partner, maybe your mates or your kids. So you know, you take everyone. That's 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 like a fifty or sixty quid night out.
0: I'm going to and... give you a hack, keg white. Give, go on. give give you a hack, and you've referenced the cost of living crisis. The multiplex view cinemas. You you buy one ticket. You go through. You know the disinterested person who doesn't want to be there scans your ticket and you walk in. Usually in that corridor, there's like four or five screens all right next to each other. So what you do is you watch the film you want to watch. Let's say at ten o'clock in the morning, then you wait until obviously that film finishes, and you wait around. Then you go into another screen and watch half or three quarters, or wait until it starts. Then go into another screen, and another screen, another screen. No one ever comes in to check up or kick you out like they did in the old old days.
2: Yeah, there's who, no who, one
0: there.
2: Who's got the time to do to do to spend an entire day? watching Someone, watching uh, five uh, watching five half or three quarters of films without finding the beginning uh, oh is that is that is that why in the, the it's, it's also a hack to stay warm as well so you can keep your house cold you could take your laptop
0: in because you get wi-fi in somebody's places you can carry on working in the lobby you know take a few like phone calls you got toilet roll you got toilet paper which is the same thing, actually. You've maybe got that's hygiene like, standards. Maybe,
2: why, to... maybe that's why trailers are, are, are give away, are, are, like, don't keep anything back for the imagination whatsoever. They give every, they tell you exactly what's going to happen in every single film that that they're advertising now, because they they expect people to go in into uh, the cinema buy buy ticket, one ticket and then spend the whole day in the whole in the rest of the cinema watching half catching the first half or second half or the first three quarters over the last three quarters of of other movies and so they obviously they need to tell what's going to happen in the bit that that the person misses
0: very true but okay do you think they're dumbing down everybody that's the question phone lines are
2: open i would say yeah because it seems like you want to go to watch a film and you want to be surprised you want you want that, but you want you want to kind of the full escapist kind of experience where you go in you don't know what's going to happen you you, you know you might now have a vague idea of you know what it's about or, or anything something like that and then and then it actually takes you it kind of it opens your mind or, or it or just takes you by surprise and you're you're like, wow, this is this is great. I didn't expect to be taken on this ride and this journey. But instead, you're kind of like, Oh yeah, that looks that looks really good film. Yeah, I kind of know what happens in that. I'm gonna pay my money. It's like like you're only gonna invest invest in this money if you know exactly what you're gonna get. And have we got to that point? It's a no, there's no kind of you know, oh well, I'll 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 take a chance in this film, I'll go and see this. Yeah. There's no, oh uh, because uh, people, you know, when people come out of the cinema, you know, you normally people used to kind of say I recently liked that, or or the put the big debate of like if you liked it or didn't like it. Whereas if you now know pretty much nine nine per, 90% of what the film is that you're gonna see, you're not gonna go and see it if you don't if you don't like that trailer, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely. And also i think i think the, the, the kind of the people who make the trailers just think that they're they're you know like the actual film directors and they' and they're cutting the story, the whole story down and into like a two two to three minute sort of version and that's not that to me is not what a trailer is i mean don't get me wrong it's still a skill set to completely strip it down to a very short period of time but a trailer isn't giving everything everything away that happens in the movie it is giving a taster and it's selling the film to whet your
0: appetite yes
2: to to whet your appetite and that that's that's the art form it's not kind of oh yeah well i've just kind of cut it down oh my god yeah yeah, i blame lethal weapon 2
0: (laughs) so notoriously this is a true story notoriously the lethal weapon 2 trailer back in 1992 obviously when i was four or whatever and the trailer itself i saw it at the edge of two in the cinema and the trailer no joke was about 20 minutes long they literally took all of the action sequences in the film and put it into the trailer so i hear what you're saying but they don't put everything in there but for this trailer for lethal weapon 2 they put everything in so when you watch the film all you're getting is the plot line you've seen the action already it's still a big hit, so I have no idea what they're doing. It was a very strange thing to do. I mean, Lethal
2: Weapon Two was well, with that anti semite Mel Gibson. Because I think the Lethal Weapon One was an eighteen, wasn't it? Oh
0: yeah, um, yeah, yeah, super, super and, adult,
2: yeah. And Lethal Weapon Two was a fifteen, and I think Lethal Weapon Three it was a PG, was a universal, 12, was a twelve or a PG, yeah. Well, know, and, PG, I think it's a twelve.
0: Oh, come on, it became a kid's movie as soon as Joe Pesci turned up. Okay, 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 That's all I can do with Joe Pesci. Okay, have you got any good Joe Pesci accents? Funny, funny oh, how? Uh,
2: yeah, okay, yeah, I have a hammer, I have a yeah, 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 um, uh... Shall we have a Pesci, Pesci off? It's probably from his casino days. Oh, you mother! At... I got a question for you.
1: Do you like a suck? Do you think I like a suck? Do I look like a mother... Sucker to you? Do I look like a motherfucking cock to you? Do I look like a motherfucking cock to you? I don't. I, I mean this in, from
0: the bottom of my heart, but I think oh. you should do that dog food commercial. That was great, and you should do it in that accent.
1: Motherfucking dog food. It's great for you. Your dog will smart. shit has guts and pride. Pedigree fucking charm. Look at that shit coming out of its asshole. It's full of fiber look at that jelly it looks exactly the way it goes in the same way it goes in the way it comes out when you shit yourself five minutes later
0: yeah and you could, you could and you could be like poking the stool with your stick and actually breaking it apart like who's that who's that
1: Gillian mckeith be like that she maybe you, she, oh hello you know it's me Gillian mckeith we this oh joe you i think you you have You've been eating dog food again, haven't you, Joe? Oh, what the hell Julian? and What the f-ing? how do you know that, you sick mother
2: Oh, I mean- but Joe, you should not be eating. I don't know where, where the, the accent's gone a bit.
1: <coughs> oh, Joe, uh, I don't know if it's well, Welsh or Scottish now, but never mind. Uh, but- I mean, she's the worst example of
0: Andy Warhol's 15 British minutes South- of fame. Why well, you been touching that many stools? Do you know what I mean? It's it's like, what's she, happened to her? Does she, anyone know what's happened she to her? Tell
2: you how unhealthy that she thought you were just by looking at your shit, which is yeah, I find kind of quite interesting, to a degree. But then you kind of think, hang on,
1: oh well, actually, what do you think's in your dog food?
2: <laughs> yeah, but that that brings you nice and neatly to uh, Trump's social media site, doesn't it? Truth social. Yeah. Of which I'm a member of. So a bit, how, how's uh, How's being on Truth Social being? Did oh, my go God.
0: It's just, it's just mad. It's absolutely mad. So, unfortunately, do you know how Twitter works? Obviously, it makes people really bad. You start throwing insults at people. And I don't know how I've done this. I love Nador, Lenny Henry, for obvious reasons. And I love uh, Frankie Boyle. And they've both blocked me on Twitter. So I must—they must have had a need. I must have said something I thought was quite funny and inoffensive, but little bit cheeky. But they just, or their team, had a knee-jerk reaction, and blocked me. What? I have no idea why. And I love them to bits. I think they're great. So hang on, hang on, hang on,
2: hang on. This started off as a question about me asking you how how you on Trump's social media site Truth Social is in, in to as a kind of ironic question. And you have ended up answering it, saying that you've been blocked on a different platform on Twitter, the same platform that Trump was banned from, saying that you've been blocked by one of your heroes, Lenny Henry, and also another one of your more recent heroes, Frankie Boyle, two left-wing liberal comedians. And they (laughs) have ended up blocking. Do you not see how the irony is just off the scale in your story? It's I mean, yes,
0: it's 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 quite um
2: emotional. Got, I thought you were the woke Asian guy. I thought you, you were supposed to be I I was
0: the woke asian guy. Sounds like I'm the woke, annoying, irritating bastard guy, which technically you've been telling me for a long time anyway. So nothing changes there. Um, so anyway, anyway, to cut long story short, yes, i I, I digress. The, the whole point I was making is Twitter turns makes you like throw snappy, rude, horrible, snarky comments. So when Lenny Henry says anything on Twitter, you get a barrage of racist abuse going all the way down, right? And it's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. And they throw the same thing at him again. So he played a Chinese character on Tizwas or the spin off show. But then they always frame grab that racist stereotype that he did back in the 70s. And then there's a famous picture of him as a minstrel with the other minstrels, which is not so much apologised for, but he basically wanted to shoot everybody, if I remember correctly, and himself included, for putting himself in that situation. And it's just a barrage of abuse. So knee-jerk reaction from all these people on Twitter, they go, oh, someone like Lenny Henry who's a diverse character and all that. Every time he says something, Uh, Nish is another one, gets attacked whenever he says or does anything. And people just, because they can live behind this anonymous wall, they can just do that and just walk away whistling, going, I did something funny. And truth social is the same because it's full of all these mad people who still believe that the election was stolen. And I ended up, they, they started doing in the UK that you can sign up. So I signed up for shits and giggles. Then, egg white, I got sucked in. I wow. started seeing all these people again elect videos, Memes, pictures. Oh, oh, I'm actually looking at it now. I'm not joking, Egg White. Truth, there's a True Social sponsored advert where you can get a free Smith and Wesson pocket knife. That's an advert on True Social. Now, do you think Twitter or anyone else would actually have an advert where you can get a free knife?
2: Probably not. No, it's probably it's probably somewhat slightly frowned upon in most in most <laughs> circles
0: You said that in the most. British way, slightly frowned upon to have a free night. So do you think you're scrolling in Facebook and it's like, oh, an AR fifteen or you know, a combat combat weapon? Oh, I might order that off Amazon Prime. And remember it's Black Friday, so it might get some deals on like some crazy
2: shit. I think you should put together a, a a Brown Friday.
0: A brown Friday? What can okay, interesting. So for Brown Friday, what would I sell?
2: Well, I don't know, but it could basically just be you throwing a whole load of... Well,
1: obviously it's going to be me. It's not going to be
2: you, is it? Are you throwing a whole load of toot in the back of your car and going to a car boot sale?
0: So, what, uh, so, what, uh, throw what into the
2: car? Well, how, well, you know, basically, like, just trying to, shit you're trying to get rid of or or throw out and you can't really <laughs> What you're really tits, saying so... is,
0: is I should throw in 300 saris in the back of my car, take it to some fair and sell them all using my newly <laughs> approved ethnic accent.
2: That's 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 not what I'm saying at all. So you can you know because you you can sell you can sell things things you know anything literally anything, like you know cakes. You could if you want to want to make some cakes. <laughs> I was just thinking I was just thinking all the broken shit which you probably got stored up in your garage which you can't be bothered to take to the dump. Dump. Well, Put it in your it's, car.
0: it's fifty percent broken stuff and fifty percent like every male does. Stuff that they buy, like some electronic gadgetry, it goes. Oh god, this is going to revolution my stuff back in the cupboard, and it'll sit there rotting. Yeah, away. exactly.
2: Just th- th- throw, throw, throw that in. Right, drive around the corner into into a local. Doesn't even need to be a proper car boot sale. Just dr- go drive to like Tesco's car park uh, or or other supermarkets that are available, and then just open your car <laughs> and just start. Selling.
0: So you just sound like those adverts, or in other available superstores.
2: Exactly, but just, um, just you know, we don't to get sued, do we? I mean, people would have to listen to us.
0: Talk about being sued. I have to put the disclaimer to view cinemas. I don't condone any of the actions that I represented earlier on about getting a ticket at 10 o'clock and just staying in the cinema and avoiding the people who don't want to be there, all the staff members. Have you been to a view? I mean, uh, digressing, so I'm going to go back to true social because it's absolutely mental. But have you ever seen a happy view customer? uh, Sorry, view employee. Have you ever seen a VIEW employee that's just happy to serve you?
1: Yeah.
2: I used to, I used to work in cinema at one point as well. I used,
1: to, I used to love it. I thought I was like a Quentin Tarantino. Whoa, whoa okay. Watching Did watching you work every in a movie? Watching every you... movie as it came out. Oh my God, you're gonna love this one. Oh, okay, yeah,
0: you a chain or an independent cinema?
1: It's got romance, it's got nuance, it's a show. Oh, there's dinosaurs. Oh, yeah, there's dinosaurs. What,
2: what in, in what in cast away? <laughs> <laughs> All the time I mean, in, in
0: cast away.
2: I, I, I only ever really watched Tom Hanks films, so that. Uh, it was just quite fortunate. No, no, what what cinema in, was
0: it? Was it an independent cinema, or was it one of the big chains, the Odeons, Views, it and was a, cine, cine World? It, it, was,
2: it was. It was a big chain. It was a. It was uh, a big chain. I won't. I won't say which one, but it was a big chain.
0: All right, and you were happy to work there.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it was like it was like a first job sort of thing. Oh, oh, and, maybe uh, yeah, I, was, I was kind of happy. I was literally. I was happy doing it. I was. I was as happy as. Uh, serving people ripping and ripping their tickets up to um to you know feed, force feeding them you know 10 pounds of nachos and fake cheese <laughs> and like, bucket buckets of popcorn bigger than their face to you know i can imagine all you money. just going it's all your fake cheese and your nach your lukewarm nachos or just clean, or, or you know, even just cleaning the cinema afterwards, or cleaning the toilets. I was, I was, I'd just do anything, mate. I just quite oh enjoyed God. it. Did you have to clean the toilets? It's like this is what, see, oh, This what? is the grey area. I did not know you had this side career. Yeah, I used to, I used to just like being around, being around the movies, man. And I know technically that's not what you say is being around the movies. It, you know it's one of the perks was you got to see films and i liked films so i thought well it's a small price to pay for uh, getting to watch you... a lot of films but by but now, by now you've told me how to do it for free i didn't need to go through all that f-ing shit you
0: no but you pay you got paid to do it that's the thing
2: yeah 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 but well, this is back in the day when minimum wage was you know, you know about 350
0: wow what did you buy with your first paycheck
2: <laughs> well, yeah. a pint <laughs> a pint I bought I bought a whole pint with my with my first week's pay paycheck. Uh, do, you remember, do you remember that when like hourly wages were were not far off, how much a pint would be? Yes, i I missed uh, those days. and then going going to the pub and just thinking I worked 60 minutes of my entire of my life, 60 minutes of my life. First one drink, and then obviously then you have then you have a couple of drinks, and then you're basically a bit twatted, and you've basically spent <laughs> your whole week's wages in one night. cost
0: of living crisis alert neck oil. My mate went to a pub to buy two pints of neck oil, and that's fourteen pounds seven seven it? pounds a pint it's is a
2: uh... which borough was that in oh uh, that was in Brentford, which is West London. oh well, there you are then he bought it <laughs> he bought it on himself.
0: You know you're you're a postcode snob. As soon as I told you where the place was, you just went, "Well, there
2: you go." He brought it on himself. If you if you're going to drink in West London, and you know what, well, for one thing, it's the most annoying place to get to in the entire f- world. Yes, world. Then why would you want to go that way? And two, why would you want to spend time drinking that way? Well, I guess. I guess you know, drinking probably would be the best thing to do to uh try and forget that you were actually in West London. So yeah, like it's I can't not, not,
0: not as trendy as North London or Kensington or East London with its its culture like super bar vibes. But you know, it's a nice it's got loads of parks, it's got sky television, Blackso Smith Climb Beecham. And it, on a good day. You might walk past and see them being raided by, you know, the EU again. I mean, let's let's let let's, let's,
2: really, let's just really be honest here, right? right? people, people kind of like they say, they say, oh yeah, well I'm West London, I'm no London, I'm South London, I'm East London. You're all just trying to kid yourselves, and everyone's just trying to kid themselves that their part of London is better than the other part of London. When in reality, it's all just as depressing and just as expensive and just as annoying and frustrating and it's just because that you're so paranoid that if you you move out of london you might miss something but actually you're not really doing anything to miss anyway but it's only because you're in london and you think it's the center of the universe because that's what we've been fed bullshit lies by by the uh You know the bureaucracy and the media and the politicians that everything is London-centric. When actually, there's far, there's far nicer, cheaper places outside of London where people aren't. Do
0: you know what you just done? What you just done? A British-centric Ferris Bueller. Life moves pretty fast if you live in London. You're probably a dick. Some words, words to that effect, anyway. Yeah, but you're a bit, you know. I guess, so, I guess. I, 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 so you live outside of London. I presume you have lots of museums and rivers, and art galleries.
2: Why you say? Are you suggesting that only London has those things?
0: Okay, Canterbury's got a cathedral. That's nice. Has he got the Tate Modern? Has he got a skateboard rank? Yeah. Has he got Big Ben? Has he got Big Ben? Is there a Big Ben? There is no Big Ben. There's a parliament. What's the point you're trying to make? The point I'm making is I was blocked by Lenny Henry, Frankie Boyle on Twitter, and I noticed Twitter, you just throw slinging mud at people because you can work behind anonymity under 240 characters. And the reason why I'm on True Social is I've become infected by just basically slinging mud at people. So all these people are just bringing on themselves saying... The election was stolen. So I'll just do reply to certain people. Of You know, it, it actually keeps me humorously going. So there's this guy called Cash. Ka- um, oh, what's his name? Ka- Cash Patel. He's the most insane person he wrote. He's a lawyer for Trump. He's he's a sellout Asian, I'm sad to say, like Dinesh D'Souza. So Cash Patel's a lawyer and he's written a children's book called the How oh, The Plot Against the King. How all these bad people like Nancy Pelosi in this children's book tried to destroy the king, which was Donald Trump. And he's and he's riding on the coattails of Donald Trump, trying to sell his book, trying to make
2: money out of it. I
0: mean, it's mad. It's it's these people on True Social are just basically trying to use Donald Trump to make money.
2: Right wing, right wing content thrown in, thrust upon my in, in my face. Then, um, well, we seem to be getting that quite a lot in our TikTok feed. So, uh, oh I, yeah, I
1: well,
2: I think I'll stick with that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, you want
0: to. Ah, oh, you want to stick with British right-wing um, rhetoric. You don't want to go. You don't want to just spread yourself too thin by annoying the Americans, is what you're saying.
2: Just a slightly straight, somewhat a tiny bit, yeah, because oh. it, it leads into something else, which I think you I think you uh, you keep wanting to 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 say to me as well, and I like and it want to hear. So, because there's another comedian that is obviously uh, does does a lot of good work for charity and and, and big big causes, um, but gets a lot of shit and a lot of people like to hate him yes so and, and that person is james corden including including yourself so you were going to tell me why you why you did you why you dislike mr corden
1: oh okay
0: so my dislike for james corden which i can detail only from my perspective is A lot of people, you sent me a TikTok video of people just writing in Reddit saying, oh, yeah, I sat next to him in an airplane. I don't know whether it's true or not. He is like being an arrogant douche. I was in the audience of his show. Uh, He's just being an arrogant douche. You know, he's on his phone. Now, I can't, you know, that's just perspective. And I can't see, obviously, behind the scenes, I wasn't there for any of these things. i tell you one thing. I watch. So in the morning, my morning routine, I make myself breakfast, feeling like shit. Uh, miserable moody cranky all of the good stuff right or one of my five a day so i put on the monologues for a lot of the shows for the american tv shows like jimmy fallon like uh, the other guys uh stephen colbert and Corden. i put his on now and again i can literally tell you he comes across as a douchebag he's very very He's, he treat, he's very snarky towards his crew. So his head writer and his band lead member, I know what you said last time. We've had this conversation before. He's, he's doing an act. And you're always telling me, oh, he's doing an act. I'm telling you now, this is only my perspective. I can tell just by the way he talks to his he's he's sycophantic to like the celebrity guests that come on oh aren't you great aren't aren't we friends are we gonna be in a film together someday oh whatever but he's tries to get the cheap
2: he's not he's not actually he i mean he does a bit of that because obviously you want people to open open up but there's there's a bit of the uh the uh british bands
0: and the starting cats so that's made my day uh, I even saw his dance routine. I was like, yeah.
2: Just... Hang on, hang on, no, hang on. Just, just pause a second. Oh, is that, is that genuinely your reason? Is, I thought I'm... you were going to tell, tell me some kind of anecdote about, about how, how you actually physically knew him and you saw him and you, you've got some experience. So you're just going on. You listen to the monologues from these different shows and you're basing it on that. Which reading between the
0: stuff. lines. I, I hear what you're saying. It's reading between the lines of how he it's interacts. Character though, isn't it, Wokey? He's still yep. playing the character in that. You say that, and I can cross, contaminate. I can cross reference. Uh, let, let, let me just say one thing: the American ones are going to be like,
2: way way more a different approach to it, and way and, and kind of appear polished. He no, no, goes no, against no. that because, the, and this his whole thing, his whole thing is is is, a, is almost like the anti that because he knows that he can't do that because that's not really the British way is it to kind of come across really squeaky smooth and clean and and you know polished finesse that's not that's not the British way the British the British way is to kind of be a bit more a bit more neggy and a bit more kind of like honest uh and and yeah yeah so so i think you're just you're confusing kind of like this persona with real life that's you're look, the people on reddit which would you've just kind of you've basically just dismissed are actually have more of a point than you've just tried to make oh uh, let- i hit i
0: hit i, hear, I
2: hear you if we were on a date right if we we're on a date i would walk out now because it'd be a letdown because you basically you, you, you basically catfish, catfished me into thinking that it's going to be some kind of you know really good story, and when I got there, it, it's basically like the the Norman Lamont.
1: Uh, <laughs> Whoa, your age, egg white. Come on, <laughs> Norman Lamont. I don't know anyone. Any anyone is listening
0: to this podcast. All three of them. You've lost them already with your Norman Lamont comment. I barely remember the. The mono browed freak. What else <laughs> to, hey, to really good.
2: Your audience.
0: <laughs> yeah. And also the Americans goes, who oh, is this f- Norman Lamont? I ain't got time to Google this shit. I'm I'm on my training, training machine, exercising. I got 30 minutes in the morning. I gotta listen to this shit podcast and I gotta go to work. I'm not gonna Google Norman Lamont. Um, that's not gonna happen. Anyway, to digress oh di- wow, this whole episode has been one big digress. So To get back to you, what you're saying is I I watched, they started producing on YouTube uh, the original uh, there's no remake, so the original um, Chevy Chase chat show host he had in 1993 which was, it literally for anyone in the audience to watch is woefully abysmal. I tell everybody. He again, I feel he's just the same as James Corden. His narcissism is actually there and it sort of comes out when he's talking to his lead comic uh lead writer his lead band member he's making like digs at him because so the lead band member sometimes he has a he, one episode he's like has a nap before the show starts and goes and it's one of those snarky kind of things goes oh yeah having a nap were you all uh, oh, right you know and it just goes with that and his head writer goes oh yeah you could you could see that they're squirming slightly from this kind of like backhanded compliments that he throws. And with Chevy Chase, he did the same thing. He did not, he did not have an act. If he hated a head writer, he would actually say to the head writer, oh yeah, that was crap. His 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 house band, Chevy Chase's house band literally stopped performing all those inter-musical you bits every time he walked. You
2: know that everything 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 from is is fake. Everything, even a documentary is is cut and it's and it's from the point of view of who, whoever's cutting it. It's it can be manipulated and it is fake. And even so, in the studio, there's nothing there that is real. There's that is it's a whole facade. It's a whole persona. So you haven't done anything to. If this was a court of law, it would be thrown out because it'd be like, well, you haven't you haven't brought anything to the table and the statement for this podcast is james corden is a nice guy so that's you know what
0: I... egg i am going to visualize what i'm doing right now i've folded my arms in a defensive manner and i'm staring at the meeting web browser in um, a very sarcastic manner because i hear what you're saying but i don't totally agree and i've been trying to get that point to you and i think we we're going to have to put this james corden to bed because you have your opinion i have my opinion
2: Oh god! Now you're sounding like a true wokey tosser. Uh, <laughs> yes, I finally, I have finally woken the woke person up. Yes, it's only taken about an hour and a half of actually recording. I finally, okay, so The woke guy has woken up. Yes, I mean it I- means that you're not going to talk to me for the next three days because you're going to be in a right <laughs> drop. But never mind. <laughs> woke Asian guy and egg white.